All right, some quick context before we get right into this. Um, I am recording this intro on the 19th of December, and I was supposed to have someone show up the 17th on a Friday. Um, through a series of events, essentially, we canceled, and uh, I was kind of left a slot open. So I told my old man, hey, you want to come on a show and just literally talk about whatever? Well, he, he took me on the whatever, so... Yeah, we uh we go all over the place. It's kind of fun, little a uh, little political, um, but hey, it is what it is. We're in COVID times, so other than that, let's enjoy the show. And yeah, as always, give me a a holler on social media uh, what you thought. Uh, yeah, all right, here we go. There you go. So what are we doing now? Uh, uh, I don't know, man. We just mm-hmm. talk. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, I am completely amazed that um, people still admire and um, fanatically follow um, our 45th president, even though he has, throughout his whole life, never wavered from lying Every minute that he can. And and people just don't seem to get that he just cannot live his life without without lying. Not one statement can you actually say, oh, that's the truth. He's always bending it to make it seem that he is the most extraordinary, most uh, amazing thing that has ever graced the earth. And it's just painful to watch people really think that he's uh, someone that would enhance our republic in a way that would help us sustain our society, whereas he would like to just tear it to the ground. But Okay, I'm just going to come in with a, a backhanded argument like everyone else does, but same could be said about Biden with all the stimulus, stimulus and stuff. Okay, so yes. However, he is still working within the institution instead of trying to create his own autocratic uh, system of things. No, I was going to say, keep on and shut the door. No, it's very true. But this is actually one thing I've told Alan, and... For those who are like, what the fuck are they talking about? Alan's my martial arts instructor. Um, he's a hardcore Trumper, but I've told him, I'm like, the system, I said, because he claims everything is rigged. The Dems are trying to destroy America, the American dream. I'm like, I looked at him and I just pretty much said, the American dream was fabricated by Republicans and conservatives so they can lend money out. And so he would have to buy a house so banks can make money. So the American dream was just the biggest marketing scheme ever that has happened. And it, it was written. Written on the backs of the uh, the middle class, which are are being squeezed out of existence by the uh, the uh, just the system of things now, which were enhanced in the last uh, well five years, but four years that uh, that Trump was president because of the fact that uh, it it's harder to get the money to sustain a middle class lifestyle due to the fact that uh unions are are being weakened by such establishments as the uh freedom foundation and they're 
right to work movement, which really means right for corporations to fire them at will, the workers, that is. And it's been around for over a hundred years, um, working on the same, same principle. Do not be a part of a union. Let your boss decide whether you should work or not. Uh, and that is just horrifying because the middle class was made by unionism and people should realize that corporations being a ghost person, uh, do not have feelings for you. Do not, uh, wish for your well-being. <coughs> do not wish, uh, for your livelihood to increase. Corporations are for the profit of shareholders alone. Okay, so side note, to give you a glimmer of hope, uh, I've been reading a lot of articles on uh, Starbucks, and uh, one of the New York uh, stores successfully unionized. So I I think there's going to be a trend for people wanting unions again. Well, I know that California is a bastion of unionism, uh, being a union member myself and having been a leader for over 20 years. I... uh, I know, I know the education and, and the benefits of being a part of a larger group than just yourself in trying to defend actions and trying to enhance someone's livelihood, whether it's salaries or compensation. Just the, the ability to have a say at the table instead of meeting and begging for, um, for increases, uh, actually being able to bargain and negotiate. I want to say I, I currently work a union gig with my grocery store. And uh, um, the, the main reason I'm staying here is my – I think my health benefits like five bucks a week. I, that's where I looked it up. So it's union dues 70 plus five bucks a week. So it's still under 100 bucks a month for fees. And for myself in my – Union gig, uh, it's 180 bucks for my medical per month, 10 months of the year. So yeah, you're, you're doing, uh, doing great there. <clears throat> then also, uh, I also have a, a, a fantastic retirement, uh, the fund that, uh, that ha- has my retirement is at, uh, $480 billion strong. So I don't think they will uh, run out of money. Uh, before I'm, uh, um, how did my, uh, oldest cousin say it recently? Worm fodder. Which one? <laughs> well, the, the oldest one, uh, the junior up in, uh, oh. up in the state up north. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don's interesting. We definitely, I got to figure out how to get him on. He, he's an eclectic fuck. If he's listening in, I appreciate you. <laughs> <laughs> if he's listening in, I'd be really surprised. But uh, <laughs> yeah. hi, Don. But yeah, um, it, it's one of those. I don't think they can. I'm I'm like ninety percent sure that's with BlackRock, uh, like a German or Swedish company that does money management. They have trillions out of their belt, mm. so they probably just ha- they take the money and then give it to them and say we manage it. Uh, the the fund that, that uh, is mine is an independent uh, uh, independently elected uh, board overseeing the funds um, okay 
So we've had uh, seven minutes of rant. Um, <laughs> that was in no context. Don't know where to go with it. Um, <laughs> no, there's always uh, travel and Middle Earth and uh, <laughs> now pooches. Now Hi, Poochie. There's a little pooch walking around. Yeah. Um, uh, climate change. I want to say climate, climate change. change. Yeah. <laughs> go to uh, next step. There's, the, uh, there's the always the uh, um, the thing that I like to talk about. Uh, how can you not say there's climate change when in Southern California there was one week in October, I think it was, um, this year, uh, where in the evening uh, on a Monday – we had a, a most incredible tropical um, thunderstorm. I think there were somewhere around 4,000 lightning strikes between San Diego and Ventura in one evening. And then on Friday, we had an Arctic uh, storm come down out of the Gulf of Alaska. And uh, we we got rain, I think, the first time uh, during Keep going. the year. And uh, so here we've got tropical marine influence on Southern California. And then five days later, we have Arctic marine influence. And those are extremes. I was saying, isn't that the same month when we had the the Colby fire? Oh, there was, um, Colby was 2014. Sorry, uh, uh, what's the Bobcat fire, I guess? No, that was, that was like, uh, it was right after the BLM. 2020. But uh, no, there was one up uh, that went in between Santa Barbara and uh, uh, El Capitan State Beach, uh, the Adelio, something like fire, Aldelio. Anyway, uh, so yeah, we had horrifying fires in California this year, uh, being that we are ex- extreme drought. And they're saying that uh, um, these atmospheric rivers are helping with the snowpack. It's uh, treacherous driving this morning. Which is the, um, what are we, the 14th of uh, Yeah, we're on the 14th the at 9 December, yeah. Um, over the Sierras, uh, which is good. I mean, we need snowpack. We need the rev- reservoirs to fill up because uh, we're thirsty pooches down here in Southern California. We keep freaking building. How, how can you sustain that? I mean, it's, it's well, almost That's a lot like- of water. For those who are trying to be, I'm, I'll get it. For those who are trying to be ESG and water-friendly... Why are you taking it from the farmers? Get in here, Jax. Yeah, I'm driving up to uh, to Sacramento after their their big rains uh, in late uh, uh, October. Um, it was amazing, uh, you know the the pecan and and uh, almond uh, groves uh, were at least ten mega groves uh, that were just knocked over. Dead and knocked over, uh, just laying in the field. The, the people just walked away. Well, because, um, I mean, nothing against the farmers or the, the, the others. The extreme liberals, like the really don't like the idea of using water for growing food. But then how the hell are we supposed to grow food? Anything. Yeah. Where are we supposed to grow food? I mean, uh, people don't want to live in the Great Central Valley. Uh, it oh. is it is very inconvenient. However, there is a reason that it's named the Great Central Valley. In fact, as as uh, uh, in addition to the fact of its size, uh, caused by tectonics, uh, the the lifting of the uh, 
the Sierra Nevada in California, and then it, it pushes down in the uh, the Central Valley area there. But uh, it's, it's fertile. It has all kinds of ability to, to grow things. And um, it's just a question of, in addition to, um, in addition to the, the water um, that's being sent to Southern California, bypassing these groves. And it was a really strange juxtaposition of seeing a dead grove mowed over next to a canal that was probably oh, yeah, I remember that. 75 yards wide okay. and just filled with water. It's just like there's no water here for the grove, yet it's flowing by. Uh, just horrifying. And, and I can see where the people there were just completely pissed off and, you know, wanted to recall Newsom and, and thought that that, uh, broadcast goober was God's gift to, uh, to California. Um, just, just amazing. Uh, and I, I empathize with them because we should be making dams that will hold water that will percolate into the soil again so that they could actually pull it up out of the aquifers. Uh, but we are not, you know, as it stands right now, our Army Corps of Engineers in the 40s and 50s uh, uh, were, were making storm um, channels that would flow the water directly to the, the ocean. And, and there was no conservation uh, a Starbucks nearby our house, you know, the, the new system is that you put a, a water well in your property that, you know, all of the drainage from your area goes into a sink that will percolate some of it. And then at a certain point, you know, at about a foot deep, then it will go into the storm drains. And that, that's more sustainable than, uh, than the system of just throwing it into the ocean. We need the fresh water. We need it in our ground. We don't need it uh, just flowing away. A hundred percent. And uh, one thing, I mean, well, you probably hear it all the time, Fallon, how they were doing the electric gold line or whatever from like San Diego to um, like. San there was going to be a high-speed rail uh, between Los Angeles and uh I think it was Sacramento or just near Sacramento. Um, and, the, yeah, they yeah, used and up all the money and didn't even get maybe one or two a, cities. A third of it done. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they, they, and there's, you can see the tracks when you're going up towards uh, Bakersfield. And the thing about it is they were thinking of bringing it up over into Los Angeles. There's one, um, one major problem with that. It's called the San Andreas Fault. Okay, and that well, thing, when it moves, oh, it'll be about 40 feet one direction. Right. But that's this. That's California, though. Yeah. You CBD? Oh, no. Okay. I'm, uh, We're doing drugs, kids, on air. Uh, well, okay, am. you know what? I, I'm going to argue with you on that. Because <laughs> people just piss me off when they say CBD is drugs. When it's nano-engineered and it's truly just the CBD... Uh, extract, it, it does not have the THC. It does not have all of the other tannins and other things like that, that, uh, that make, um, marijuana so stinky. And, uh, CBD is amazing. I have used it for about three years now as a tincture 
I do not have to wear reading glasses for close work. I've gone a whole day with some really fine print, uh, working, uh, pinning up locks like I do, uh, on my normal work day and reading off a bidding chart. And, um, it's also, uh, kept my arteries clear, uh, reduced inflammation. Um, uh, I think it, it helped me survive COVID last year this time, um, because of the anti-inflammatory, uh, the COVID really didn't get into my lungs. I mean, there was still inflammation in, in my lower, lower, um, body. I mean, the, congenital uh, defect of, of my low back, bone on bone, and uh, all of the gunk in my uh, in my lower intestines. I, I get up out of my bed and just groan just to try and straighten up. My wife would ask me, are you okay? Uh, I, I don't complain about pain very often. And, uh, and therefore, uh, it's like, well... If you hear me whining, it's, it's probably a, there's a reason. So uh, I'm just thankful we uh, we made it through the, the COVID, the whole family, and uh, didn't have any losses, um, even our pooches. Your wife was freaking out about you, though. Well, it was, and, and she still does. She still thinks it's coming to, to get me. Um, and I'm the biggest variable working night shift. <laughs> yeah. Well, at least you haven't had that uh, wild crew coming through to, to do a reset that brought it with them the first time. I'm glad it was a variant and yeah, that we was, didn't lose a, our smell. One. And uh, yeah, it was a, a early variant, like a C or a D. Would be. No, D is, I think, Delta, though. Oh, that's right. So maybe, well, anyway, Los Angeles, it seemed to have a variant. Our daughter got the Alpha. And uh, and then we had something where we didn't lose our our taste or smell. It was just a really shitty flu. Yeah, it was it was hardcore. I mean, the chills, you know. And I even got uh, after the boosters. Well, the the shots. I had COVID three times. When I got the booster at my six month mark, uh, I, I was okay. It just seemed like my body was saying, "All right, we know what this is. We'll we'll deal with it." Yeah. A little tired, but uh, not like laid out, shivers yeah. from no. the chills. I want to say when I got the booster, too, I was just laid out. I'm like, this is the second round of COVID. And we all got Moderna that's in this house. And uh, well, actually, I got Pfizer with Lydia. you, communistic bastard. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I am liberal, but I'm not that liberal. Uh, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> No, yeah. So me and my parent, my and my mom at least got uh, Moderna and all both shots. Man, it was like getting a, a really hot and dirty, <laughs> hot, quick and dirty version of COVID. It was not fun. Yeah, my uh, my hairdresser, uh, I should say barber, I guess, but it doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm saying, I don't think she cares. If she actually gets noticed, it's like ooh. Anyway, she had gotten uh, uh, the second shot, and she said. When the chills came on, she said, uh, if this is what it's like to have COVID, I don't want to ever have it. And and I agree. I mean, four hours of, of bone-numbing chills where you're just shivering under all the blankets you could throw on yourself. I literally had all my sweatpants, all my pants I could muster. I looked like the Pillsbury Doughboy. I had like three long-sleeve shirts, a jacket, and then a sweater over all that. And it still felt like I was freezing. But I think at that point, I was also, that's when I kept getting sudden heat flashes because I go from laying on dry ice to burning in hell back to ice. 
Um, so, yeah, so kids, uh, don't make out with random people on the street. <laughs> <laughs> don't go to the bar. Yeah, hey. at, this, at this point with uh, Omicron coming on, um, it's far more transmissible. And if you've only had two shots, you're likely to get it because your percentage is, is down there as far as um, ability to fight it off. With a booster, it goes back up to, ooh, 70%. <laughs> but, but there's still the uh, roll of three, four, or a three, two, or one on a 10-sided dice, and you're still going to get it. It won't be it won't be harsh, but... Yeah, I'm going to say my one coworker, an older gent, uh, he got it, and he, but it was just like a really, really mild flu. Mm. Like, he said it was just um, temperature, and that's when he, like... Had to call our boss and be like, yeah. About I, me coming so in. So I don't think I can come in for the next two weeks. Don't, and he still doesn't know how he got it. That's where we were joking. Like, I never get the, I don't know where the hell actually I took off. So the, the old man, um, yeah, I don't know where you're picking up now, wherever the hell I just left off. And I don't know. Uh, you dropped it because an older gentleman who is not really that old. I think he's younger than me. And, not uh, by much. And he uh, uh, was um, just felt crappy and had to take some time off even though he didn't want to because he pretty much lives for working even though he bitches about it yes well that's that's that's, 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 every, that's universal life uh, these days unless you have as ken roberts said in one of your uh, episodes uh, you have some spirituality and and are able to uh, to realize that there are things to work for in life that are beyond just the drudgery whether it's nirvana or whether it's uh, someone you are working for. It's just a way to um, pace your life with um, pleasing attitudes rather than uh, than just, uh, you know, as my grandmother used to say, I dreamt, slept and dreamt that life was beauty, woke and found that life was duty. And um, that was, you know, Victorian woman that, uh, you know, saw things plainly. However, uh, she also loved um, um, positive thinking, like the, the power of positive thinking. And uh, and uh, she had a lot of good attitudes, too. But, uh, you know, she had been through World War One and World War Two, And so uh, just seeing the, the worst that that people can uh, can accomplish worldwide. And so that's just part of it. Yeah. No, it's very true. I've never met Manny Bear. But from oh, that was actually Graham. Oh, well, that one too. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure we should probably <laughs> uh, cut out the, uh, the uh, grandmother's names, but uh, or at least pet names. We're not using the proper names. Anyway, moving on. Oh, I going to say at this point. Yeah, um, both of them. Uh, extraordinary ladies. I'm going to rant and rave now about grandmothers. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I had gone to a uh, seminar through my uh, my involvement in a statewide uh, uh, union uh, uh, committee, uh, the community college committee that I had been a part of. And one of the uh, speakers was a contemporary of um, uh, Martin Luther King, I think it was. And uh, he's still alive, and he's, you know, going around doing speaker uh, gigs. And uh, one of the things he said is, if you want to know uh, 
how a person is and is able to um, be compassionate, uh, ask them to talk about their maternal grandmothers. And uh, he had us, you know, do a little exercise where we talked about uh, their their maternal grandmothers. And basically the reason that maternal grandmothers uh, are so special is because uh, being of the the mother's line and being this that it's a uh, still somewhat paternal uh, society we live in, I say somewhat kind of sarcastically. Um, they don't have to worry about the boys and the name being passed on to future generations. They can just enjoy the grandchildren uh, for the very fact that they are there and. Um, so grand, uh, maternal grandmothers, uh, love unconditionally, uh, to, to their, uh, their grandchildren of their, uh, daughters. And so if you, you find, you know, ask somebody about their, uh, maternal grandmother and they, they start bagging, then you know that that, that person, uh, either the maternal grandmother was really tweak or, um, this person isn't relatively incapable of, uh, accepting unconditional love. That's an extreme way of looking at it, but yeah, wait, I mean, there's a million variables that go into that. Um, it might not be a shitty grandparent or not accepting. It could be, I don't know, just a grudge. Yeah. Um, like I've never had that problem, so I can't think of that. I, I was lucky enough to have, uh, three of my grandparents, my, uh, uh, my maternal grandfather passed away before I was born. Uh, my brother was a babe in arms literally when, uh, uh, his heart, I think it was, took him out in 58, no, 59, maybe 60. So, uh, I was born a couple years later. And, uh, so I didn't, I didn't know the Colonel. However, um, I got to know, uh, Pappy and, uh, Granny Bear and Graham and really, um, Really enjoyed uh, uh, being a part of their lives. That's awesome. Yeah, I've, like I said, I've heard stories, but I, I've not actually, at least consciously, remember meeting these people. So, but it, it's true. You, you, I want to say in general, you, you and I both have had a good situation with grandparents. Well, we both have had, uh, and I can say this now after thirty years. We both have had uh, examples of parents, you know, who've uh, had long marriages. Uh, my parents were were forty um, five ish years, and uh, my wife's parents were um, more. I think uh, no, about the same, but certainly you know, four four plus decades of marriage as an example, and then now uh, after thirty. You know, you've seen an example of two people uh, uh, not really arguing, uh, other than mom coming in and the, yeah, we uh, just scold, out scolding whole, us about we just uh, chopped the whole thing out <laughs> for oh. using a person's uh, proper name. Uh, so, uh, but that's that's the worst of it. You know, we will not argue. We will not go to bed angry. Uh, you know, completely. We'll we'll try and talk it out. And, and uh, enjoy our lives uh, as it 
as it is. And I'm uh, looking forward to in uh, uh, 19, I think it's 19 days, uh, provided that uh, uh, our tests don't come back positive at the beginning of the year. Uh, we're going on a cruise to the Mexican Riviera and uh, really looking forward to some away time, just her and I. I mean, this is almost like the second honeymoon because uh, we had you within a year and a half of uh, getting married. Oh, oh, so I'm the problem again. No, no, no. no, no. I see how but, it is. No, no. One of the, the prompts in a, a, a story worth that I had recently was uh, – what advice did your parents give you that you didn't take? And one was uh, my dad uh, saying, you know, when you get married, wait five years to have kids. Um, you know, go and do you stuff. And and uh, through choices of mine, uh, it didn't work out that way. So I essentially was the one that caused you to come along at a year and a half. And uh, so it, it's, it's wonderful. I would not trade it. Uh, wasn't sure if I'd be able to uh, to be a good father, but I, I seem to have done at, at least a uh, a decent job. Both of uh, you are extraordinary individuals, and uh, I'm I'm blessed to have uh, been able to help you along in the ways that I have. Sometimes a little too soft, but I'd recover and get back to being dry-ish again. Yeah, yeah. Mostly, especially Leah, <laughs> the way the way she just bags on you. Uh, they they have a very unique situation. We won't go into it, but well, we could. I mean, essentially, she jokingly flips him off. Um, oh, your sister, yes, yes, uh, that is uh, the, the whole the whole family dynamics is just awesome in its uh, in its strangeness. But uh, I was yeah. thinking you were talking about. Mom and I, she oh. grew up in an extremely, extremely conservative <laughs> family. And I grew up in an extremely liberal family. And uh, and one time my uh, daughter was talking about the differences between us and these social studies or psychology I think it was her the- one of her theology classes, actually. Uh, I think it was in high school, but was uh, something. was just absolutely amazed that we could even talk to each other. And, and basically what, what, uh, what a marriage is, is, you know, the, where there's areas of contest, you just don't try and bring the other person to your, your side. You just concede and, and live with it. Um, the the interesting thing was uh for me uh going over uh to her parents house and uh, having rush limbaugh on the uh on the tv god rest his soul um and, and just sucking it up and uh and just not saying anything this didn't really want to be a bad liberal and start arguments and uh, <laughs> uh about what what I actually thought of the uh, the manure content of the the stuff that was coming out of the mouth there, and uh, and it was a long long seventeen years. Uh, so uh, I love my father in law. Drove him to church. Uh, and it's just amazing man, uh, diametrically opposite in our uh, our view of of the world. But I wasn't going to make a fuss about it. It's just what it is. Yeah. Yeah, he was, he was an interesting case. 
he he was much more tamer when I was coming up. Uh, I think also just grandkids in general really softened softened him up. Yes, um, it's quite probable that's exactly what it was. Uh, plus, you know, he was realizing that uh, you know I've only got a, a certain amount of time left, and uh, but yeah, he he had been over in Pusan in Korea during the uh, the war, and you know he. He knew he he wasn't out in the trenches, but he knew what life was like on the Korean Peninsula during the war, and that can can cause you um, a lot of um, P PTSD, whatever shell shock PTSD, yeah, whatever you want to call it. Uh, and uh, you know, just listening to some of the stories that he told me about. Uh, uh, the things going on in the engineering camp, uh, just amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, the, uh, just from Don up in Washington, the old man, not the, the other one we were mocking earlier. Um, it's the, he's the father of the one we were mocking earlier. Don Jr., you're awesome. But, uh, <laughs> Don Sr., you're awesome. I, I Thank don't you think, for I your think, service. I don't think he hears this, though. <laughs> you have to yell at him. It's like yelling at a wall, and that still doesn't go through. Um, but yeah, for John Don Senior, uh, essentially, there, it was a couple years ago when his hearing was relatively better. You could talk about this level, and he would hear you. But um, he classic legendary old man. He looks like a sea captain. Does not look like he's aged. Smokes about. 15 to 20 bowls of tobacco, drinks about a pot of coffee. It's just one of those, like, how the hell does he look so good for his age for what he puts his body through? But um, there was one point he was going out to smoke his one of 20 for bowls of tobacco for the day. And uh, he flinched. And it was just one of those, I went outside because it's like it super antisocial. I'm like, they're all loud and annoying. I'm going to go outside and listen to the music and the wind. And uh, I just one of those I looked at Don and said, "Hey, what's wrong?" And essentially, he told me he's like, "Oh, nothing, nothing, just something." And I'm like, "Don, really, what's going on?" He told me the whole story of what like he sees essentially his boys burning before him, and uh, every time he blinks, which honestly, now thinking back, I'm like, "That is it, fate worse than death right. at times." Right, especially if you live into your 90s after watching something. Uh you know, 55 years ago and all of your living life, you're, you're haunted by, you know, something like Hamburger Hill where, you know, just a mowing of cross firing uh, machine guns, just ruthless. Well, I think what he also said, why it's hard for him was, um, uh, their allies pretty much bombed their own <laughs> Okay, got it. Yeah, so friendly fire took out. Yeah, that's that's even more disturbing. And it was napalm, and it was just one of those. Uh, yeah, uh, could, could have been avoided, but wasn't. Um, yeah, and that's essentially that's where I told Don. It was just one of those me being a cocky kid. I said, you know, I said I know it's it's not easy, but the more you think about your boys, the more they can't live a good life because in your mind they're living a bad life, suffering. I said, which realistically they're probably in heaven or just left of heaven on a, the Brazilian beaches with the beautiful women and their coconut uh, rum drinks and having a great time. And I'm like, and you also know your boys, if they could, 
They would leave that, challenge the devil if they have to, drag you out of hell. But I'm like, let them stay with the beautiful women for an eternity and drink their coconut rums kind of thing. It's uh, That's a great concept because uh, we on Earth here have a tendency to torture ourselves with um, what we feel guilty about when the reality is that the people that we're feeling guilty about or if they are gone uh, are just trying to tell us – Enjoy your life. Do not worry about things that are beyond you. It's already done. And, you know, they're probably saying we're happy where we are. Mm-hmm. There's no pain. And there's there's only the uh, the great energy of what is. And, uh, and so just, you know, we should just realize uh, we shouldn't flail ourselves for for things that are beyond our control, they're not happening right now. So it's something to to live uh, a, a contented and happy life, um, and not be plagued by those hard things. Yeah. No, and that's one of those. As I've talked to different people, especially on the show, that's that's one of them. I've come to realize. I'm almost say. I put two and two together, but it's like a billion ideas in one. Essentially, uh, my okay, my personal theory. I'm going to put a little tin hat on now. Um, is I think what we perceive as hell is not actually hell. It is the strongest regret you die is what will plague you for the rest of your time. Hmm. hmm. Alrighty. Well, that's, that's my theory because yeah, – yeah. <laughs> So let me be the uh, uh, interviewer then. So what you're saying is um, when you're inserting or being inserted or going across the rainbow bridge, yeah, if whatever. you will, um, what you carry with you is what you will well, live out for eternity or – Well, like the, the heavy burdens, like the regrets, the pains, the I wish I did. Uh, will be the one that pulls you down as you try to go up. Kind of like- so, trying to live for the now, live in a, like a nirvana, is is what you're advocating. Don't don't worry about the past; it's past, and don't worry about the future; it hasn't come yet. But yeah. just live to do the things that you're doing with the most joy in the moment. Exactly, and um, uh, you know, like they say about. Uh, uh, enlightenment. Uh, when you gain enlightenment, you uh, you still do laundry and do the dishes uh, as you did before enlightenment. Right. No, that, and that's kind of what I've I've been coming to. For me, is the uh, um, so it was an interesting thing with me and my dad. Uh, we went to a bad company and we we took a pretty heavy dose of THC, <laughs> and uh, it's one of those. I talked about it with actually the the hypnotherapist guy when okay. we had talked about tarot cards. <laughs> the greater so that was the uh, episode just before this one. Yes, yeah, it's yeah. probably going to be the one before this. So if you followed me in consistency, <laughs> but um, essentially that was one thing I told him. I'm like, long, long story short. Uh, essentially, uh, I felt like I took off in like a rocket above the Milky Way in this interesting white building above the galaxy staring down and I hear the most beautiful like voice, like silk running through a field or I I said, I think it was silk 
something with the corn, but um, essentially it said it was no neither man nor woman. It was just a very soft, comforting voice, like uh, like a kind of like a blanket that wraps you. And I told him, this is pretty much it. I had a bit of a shitty situation with churches, so I don't believe in uh, structured religion. Um, I believe there has to be a higher entity. We're not that lucky. <laughs> it's not like a series of dominoes. There had to be an master architect. But the way you present the architect, I, that's up for debate for me. But that's what I told him. I said, whoever that was, I said, now that's the kind of entity I could get behind. Because essentially it just said, like, you can't die yet. You have too much good to do. Um, and so I'm sure the hypnotist probably followed that up with, well, use that voice and tone to help yourself with some of the problems that you're experiencing in order to uh, help self-hypnotize to get beyond those. No, we jumped down into the higher collective. Uh, he, him summoning, uh, I guess, angels in that. Okay, but. then in that case, I'm your hypnotist right <laughs> now. Use, <laughs> $200 use the an voice. Hour. <laughs> use the voice, Josh. Yeah. So congratulations, y'all. Just a relatively normal conversation with me and my dad. Uh, we haven't uh, started um, flying off on odd uh, odd jokes that would just bust us up. We've uh, we've uh, had some zingers where we uh, we just <laughs> uh, they might not be the most appropriate, socially acceptable. Uh, I mean, half the shit we just did in this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but we get ourselves going, and it's like, why weren't we recording that? Yeah. No, there there's some, but yeah. Most of them would would just be absolutely horrendous, socially unacceptable. And like, a lo- yeah, yeah, you is an extremely dark sense of humor. Um, so yeah, that, I think that's pretty I good. Think we can cut it there. Oh, yeah, we're gonna start rambling about something else, and then probably get into those jokes. So by, by the time we uh, uh, you edit this down, it'll probably be about thirty minutes, and people can tolerate that, except for maybe the subjects that we covered. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it, that was one thing. I was like, Dad, you sure you want to go into that? And he's like, yes. Okay. That's why the uh, beginning of the the podcast here was so odd, because it's just like, okay, I'm, I'm going to fire up. And I'm going to hammer on the... <laughs> well, I won't even say it. But uh, uh, I was glad to, uh, to have the interview today. Thank you for having me on. Uh, I have been listening to more and more of your... Uh, your podcast, it's, uh, it's doing quite well. I believe you're well above, uh, uh, 2,220, uh, downloads now. And, I almost uh, say I, last I checked was 2,000. So you might be right. Um, and, and as it stands, people listen, uh, and, uh, and find out, you know, some of the most amazing things that are going on. Uh, there's also the YouTube channel. You actually have to look up uh, <laughs> Josh Bolton and subscribe because otherwise uh, YouTube's not going to present uh, the the pictures to you. But um, well, those are neat. It, it is neat, but it's the problem. And as I've talked to different people, YouTube really does not like Zoom calls mm. or like the panel stuff unless you're like a, a heavy hitter. Right. They're um, – they're not going to push that format. So that's where I'm trying to figure out. I know audio waves, the little, like the whooshy things across the screen. Whooshy things. Yeah. I don't know. I've had too much water, okay? 
You're, um, getting, you're getting wishing on me here, boy. Um, it's like this: the audio waves that like um, expand and contract. And I, I do them on my stories for Instagram. Uh, well, just look at the graph over here. Well, yeah. Uh, audio well, waves expand and contract, dude. That just That's what they do. Okay. I get it. <laughs> I get it. Josh is an idiot. <laughs> but, um, no, it was just, I've noticed that doesn't work, but I'm, I'm thinking it's kind of like a motion picture. It's not a full animation. It's like a GIF. Uh, it seems to work, sort of. So I don't know for that one for YouTube. Um, I'm trying to figure it out. And it also just takes fucking forever to render a move. It, it's like an hour video and it takes like two and a half hours to render it. Mm. And I'm like, this is such a waste of time. Not necessarily. If people, uh, if people subscribe, they can watch some amazing performances by, uh, by the, the authors and, and businessmen and whatnot that, and women and, I want to say Teachers all walks of life. Here. All walks of life uh, that that Josh talks to, and you can see his uh, uh, his <laughs> like, fashion sense. And, uh, very and, mi- very and minimalist. His, uh, no, his, trying. Yeah, his uh, uh, his room, which is also kind of minimalist. Uh, no, it's not. That that <laughs> right there, that shelf is not minimalist. Uh, it, it's kind of leaning backwards and broken. It is. I really think I'm that too you cheap should to uh, go buy a new one. I, I was going to say what you really need is like a a um, a, a fan uh, border behind you, so that uh, maybe people could see your uh, bamboo and your fish tank over here. But uh, no, they can see that. That they can see. Yeah, no, I, I'm aware of that. Uh, but uh, that's uh, okay. So next time, next we'll time. we'll talk about uh, amateur radio and why people should. Uh, would, should get into it, like you, for example. Yeah, he's pushing for that. Boy, am I. So, thanks for the interview. Uh, I think we'll call it at this, and uh, I'll go back to my uh, story worth uh, writing, since I'm like six weeks behind. Yeah, he, he's, he's procrastinating hardcore. All right, everyone, have a good one. Well, congratulations, you made it to the end. You're an awesome person. Not many make it here. So, being the awesome person that you are, can you do me one more awesome favor? Can you rate and review this on whatever podcast uh, services you're using? Um, app, if you do it on Apple uh, and you leave an actual written review, um, I have a thing on my website. I will take your written review and post it for all to see. Congratulations. You're permanently sealed on my site. Otherwise, um, I am trying to do YouTube more and live streaming. Um, I will try to put as many of the YouTube links in the description of the show as I can. So give your boy uh, some extra help over on um, YouTube. Watch my videos. I, mean, I just mute it and change the channel, <laughs> change the, the window or something. But yeah, um, that's it. Thank you for being awesome and see you next time.